What up, y'all? This show boy Kenny with Gangsta Island TV, where we talk about all things old school and gangsta in the golden hip hop era. Well, except for violence, we don't do that type of gangsta. No, we ain't really killing nobody around here. Let me get this out the way first. Definitely hit subscribe and like this video to help your boy out with the algorithm. I mean, how many old school animated podcasts do you listen to? Most things on this show will cover controversial opinions from somebody who actually lived in that era, so I'm going to try my best to tell y'all exactly how it went down, because Google ain't really got the full story, man. Also, don't be afraid to have it out in the comment section. Trust me, I am here for it all. So today, we about to talk about the GOAT of hip-hop, meaning the greatest of all time, and I'm ranking them number five through number one. I already know I'm going to piss a lot of y'all off, but it's all good. This conversation is very unbiased. Now, when I say go, I'm taking every damn thing into consideration. So here is the criteria. Number one, five album minimum. You got to have put the time in to be even considered. Number two, rap skills. Come on, bro. This is hip hop. Skills are first and foremost. Enough said. Number three, moving the culture forward. Hip hop is from the street, but it ain't got to stay in the street. I appreciate the artists that help influence future artists to make it better and take it into other industries that would have never been exposed to hip hop in the first place. So without further ado, let's start with number five. Okay, look here, youngins. Let me tell y'all something. I'm not gonna sit here and let y'all continue to skip over Ladies Love Cool James. I see all these lists and I don't see LL on none of them. I mean, he created the term GOAT. LL Cool J was rap's first solo superstar. Man, LL in 1987, 88? He was the biggest rap star on the planet. If LL would've died in 1987, man, it would be a statue of him in every hood in the country. Every rap artist that came after him would be compared to him. I'm telling you, man, I lived in that era. I know what I'm talking about. Here's the difference, though. LL is still alive, and we was able to see his whole career play out. And that's all I'm going to say about that, because that really makes you a martyr. I got a whole other podcast talking about that one. Anyway, here's my argument. Criteria number one. Not only does he have five albums, because he got 14, and six of them went platinum, and four of them went gold. So we nailed that one. Criteria number two. LL not only has skills, man, but he was authentic. Plus, he was involved in two great beefs, one with Cool Mo D and the other one with Cannabis. Now, y'all might disagree, and personally, I think he won the war because of who he was, but I think he lost both of those battles, to be honest with you, man. Cool Mo D had less gold, Cannabis had second round knockout, and to me, both of them was the harder diss tracks. Anyway, my opinion, hit the comments to argue. I got a whole episode coming up about the best diss tracks. Anyway, he was what every dude wanted to be in a hood. He had all the women, and he was legit hard. He even beat a dude down for breaking in the crib, and he knocked out Jamie Foxx out cold on the set of Any Given Sunday. LL Cool J snatches Jamie helmet up and immediately, BOOM! Again with no guns, old school ass weapons. Criteria number three, LL has been in over 30 movies and TV shows, from hood classics to commercialized classics. Just doing that, he put hip hop on the radar with people who would have never been exposed to hip hop. I mean, Buddy was in Halloween H2O with Michael goddamn Myers, bro. Come on, man. He might have died, though. You know how black people be in scary movies. Anyway, that's beside the point. 
number four, Mr. No Vaseline himself, Ice Cube. Now, let me keep it 100 with y'all, man. I was never a big fan of Cube, and I'm still not really a big fan, but I could not deny him this spot, though. I told y'all I'm mad objective with this list. Totally unbiased. I personally prefer MC Ren's spit game in NWA, but that's another episode. Now, here's my argument for Cube. Criteria number one. Man, not only does Cube have five albums, but he got ten, and half of them went platinum, and two more of them went gold. And that's his solo work. That don't even include his joints with N.W.A., so we nailed that one. Criteria number two. Look here, man. The West Coast signature flow begins with Ice Cube. Let me say that. No disrespect to the other West Coast OGs like Too Short and Ice-T, but it's Cube's flow that's emulated. I always favored an East Coast flow with the complicated rhyme schemes and the metaphors and all that, but Cube made you listen. You actually hear what he's talking about. He actually talked about something, and his voice was immediately recognizable. Within two seconds of listening to a song, you already know it's Cube. Now, I gotta play devil's advocate here. I don't know how authentic his lyrics were though. Hold up, hear me out. I personally don't think that Q was rolling around with AKs and all that. I mean, I think he even had to come back from college at Arizona State to even lace the straight out of Compton joint. But I am good with that. I mean, I don't believe Al Pacino was a mafia don as much as I don't believe that Omar Epps was an NBA player. Cube's job was to give us the news of what was going on in the LA streets. That's it. He was a messenger. Before him, if you didn't live in LA, man, we ain't know nothing about no lowriders, hydraulics, and none of that West Coast shit. It was low-key fascinating to everybody. Oh, and let's not forget, he had one of the best diss tracks of all time in No Vaseline. Man, that joint was scathing. It might be number one on my list. We'll see, though. Why he didn't kill N.W.A. with that, he certainly put them motherfuckers on life support for a while. Believe that. Criteria number three. Okay, this could be a whole other podcast in itself, but I'm going to just say this one damn word. Friday. Checkmate. Without Friday, there's no Chris Tucker, there's no Debo, there's no Bye Felicia, and although Johnny Witherspoon, a.k.a. Pops, was in Boomerang, Q put him in the middle of hip-hop culture. And I know Chris Tucker was in Def Comedy Jam, because somebody going to bring that up in the comments, but the Smokey character, man, that's what made him a star. Oh, and no Mike Epps, no Cat Williams, and I can go on and on. That movie shaped hip-hop so much with the punchlines, and he wrote that. I ain't even gonna talk about the barbershop series, and all the family movies that he did, which I am a fan of as well. Q brought hip-hop to the suburban neighborhoods and made other black people confident enough to write their own movies. Check this out. My 18-year-old daughter said the other day that she didn't even know that Ice Cube was a rapper until the movie Straight Outta Compton came out. Enough said. Number three, the college dropout, Kanye West. Alright, y'all didn't even expect this one, did you? Out of everybody on this list, I think Kanye might be my favorite and could possibly be the most important artist on this list. Hear me out, let me explain. Cause I gotta spend some time on this one cause I don't think y'all gonna hear me on this shit right here. Ye represent the people who's from the hood but ain't a gangster or a drug dealer. Before him, you had to have a pistol in the holster and have this elaborate street story to blow up in hip-hop. But Kanye is actually from a real hood, man. I know this. I'm from this area. 
He's from the South Shore area on the south side of the shot. I don't know if y'all know much about Chicago, but the south side is one of the most notorious areas in America, G. Believe that shit. I think Ye's a true genius. Kanye, so you did it again. You a genius, nigga. Like a real one. People think he crazy, but what if you was an only child and you were raised by your mother and she passed away suddenly because of your celebrity? Exactly how would you react from that point going forward? And his beats elevated Rockefeller and resurrected Ho. Yes, I said it. The blueprint, which was half yay, put Ho on top for good. Man, I can go on and on about this. Ho was on the downside, man. Nas had slaughtered his ass with either. If the blueprint didn't happen, is whole who he is today? Or the Black Album? I mean, he might not have even got Beyonce. Come on, man. Anyway, here's my point. Dude got nine solo albums. Seven of them are multi-platinum, and the other two went gold. So everything this dude has ever done has been gold or better. This ain't even counting the multi-platinum joints that he got with Hove, the Watch the Throne, and all that other shit. This is just his solo work. To me, he got the most innovative and forward-moving music in hip-hop history. This dude is the forefather of this generation's music. Well, that can kind of be looked at as a good or bad thing, depending on how you look at it. But anyway, every time he released the album, it shaped the landscape of the sound and hip-hop at that time, as well as urban music in general. You can thank 808s and Heartbreak for that. Criteria number two. If you ever doubt Kanye's rap ability, go listen to the entire song of Gorgeous on his album, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, which was a fucking masterpiece of an album. That album, just like all of Ye's albums, are masterpieces. These joints be masterpieces, man. They're like movies in audio format. They are not designed to skip songs. They are all like audiobooks. The only one that I really fuck with was Yeezus, but my boy told me something that I never forgot. He said, Kanye didn't make that album for us. He made it for the European raves. His real fans gonna copy it anyway. And then I thought about it, man. That's the truth. And it worked too. He got a whole other fan base after releasing what I thought was bullshit. A true chess master. Criteria number three. Kanye West is the most wealthy black man in the history of America, which is the richest country in the world. Let that shit sink in. And guess what? Less than a hundred million of that came from music. Walk with me here, man. Go you ain't got the answers, man. Turns out Sway did not have the answers, man. How, Take a few. This man had a vision that none of us understood. And let me create more. $6.6 billion later, here we are. Now, we can do fashion, like fashion fashion. Not just hood wear like Rockefeller or FUBU, but $600 shoes worn by rich French kids in Paris, man. The influence of this man and proof that you can be as authentic as you want, say as much crazy shit as you want to say, and you can still conquer as much as you want. Respect. Number two, no list is complete without Tupac. Now I'm gonna try to be sure with Pac, cause there's already too much shit on Pac anyway. It ain't nothing that I can say here that y'all don't already know, so let me just jump into the criteria. Criteria number one, Pac is the only deceased rapper on this list. So in all fairness, these numbers are a bit skewed, because dudes flocked to cop his joints after his death. So he recorded five albums himself. I'm not counting that shit that they was putting out after his death. I'm counting joints that he heard the beat, wrote to, recorded, and was involved in the entire creative process. Not them taking his voice and putting beats that the label liked to match to his voice. 
Out of those five albums, four was platinum and one was gold. Hawk had a slow burn though, if y'all can remember. He really didn't heat up until right before his death, and his death pushed him over the edge. Let's be honest here, his first two albums really wasn't that dope, Strictly For My Niggas and Tupacalypse Now, or I think Tupacalypse Now came first. They had a couple of dope joints, but they weren't really considered hip-hop royalty. Me Against the World was probably his dopest album, and even that wasn't that well received like y'all young stink at that time. I mean, you gotta understand what dropped in 95. The infamous, only built for Cuban links, Goody Mob Soul Food, man, 1995 may have been the best year in the golden age of hip hop. And maybe the last year of the golden age of hip hop. Pac was top five, but he wasn't number one. And then Death Row sat, and he released All Eyes On Me. What the fuck, bro? Everything changed. His attitude, his energy. He released what I believe is the first double album in hip hop history. And that shit went hard. Now that album had a whole lot of fillers, but it had an equal amount of bangers. As a matter of fact, most of Pac's albums were filled with a lot of dope album cuts. My personal favorite album of his is Machiavelli, but I might talk about that in my best hip hop albums of all time list. Just stay tuned. My favorite Pac song is actually an album cut called Hearts of Men on All Eyes On Me. That displays some pretty dope lyricism from him. DJ Quick produced that record too, so go ahead and check it out. Criteria number two. Now we can all agree that Tupac had a pretty basic cadence and really didn't wow you with his style. That just wasn't the style of West Coast though, just like with Q. Nobody's been as passionate though with their delivery as Tupac. That's what made him pop. He also created the double up on the lyrics, meaning that you go into the booth and spit your verse and then double it up on a separate track to make that shit seem more full. You see what I'm saying? Nobody did that before Tupac. It was innovative and it made you feel every word of what he said. That in and of itself was a skill. Criteria number three, influence? Man, enough said. Do I really have to tell y'all about Pac's influence? Come on, man. I will say this though. I think Pac was done with rap after Machiavelli. I wouldn't think that he would be the dude releasing 10 or 12 albums. He was already budding as an actor. He was a superstar and was about to kick the door down in Hollywood. I mean, from Bishop and Juice to Birdie and Above the Rim, he was lucky in Poetic Justice, and even Spoon and Gridlocked, which is a very underrated movie. If y'all ain't seen it, go check it out. All flawless acting performances. He was the first one in hip-hop to really infiltrate Hollywood. Rap was too small for him. I think he would have done activism. He would start producing movies to put the black experience in the forefront. He probably would have did what Spike Lee and John Singleton did, but took it to another level. R.I.P. to the best to ever do it in hip-hop. One of the best, at least. When he died, 5,000 copycats emerged. Now, in all fairness, I have no idea where Pac would fall had it not been for his death. His death basically elevated his status, so we don't know what he would have done, how he would have fell off, when he would have fell off, but everybody falls off. Finally, what we have all been waiting for, number one, hope, period. Jay-Z is the greatest of all time of hip-hop, and to me, it's not even close. The millennials see this dude, but I see this dude. When I see this pick, I see one of the best rappers of all time, not to be confused with the GOAT. And when I see this picture, I see money, power, influence, respect, and the way to gracefully age in hip-hop. 
Alright, walk with me here. Jay-Z worked really hard to get here, man. Reasonable Doubt was dope, but y'all can say what y'all want. It wasn't Illmatic. Not at all. Jay had a very slow burn in this game, man. And as much as I hate to say it, he benefited from Big's death, who I personally don't think would have ended up at Jay's level had he lived. I'm gonna leave that alone, cause this ain't the time or the place to talk about this. Another episode, I promise. Criteria number one. Y'all hold your breath on this one. Dude got 13 solo albums. And check this out. All 13 went platinum. This dude has never even had a gold album. And 8 out of the 13 albums went multi-platinum. Let that shit sink in. And I'm talking about from his first joint with Reasonable Doubt in 1996 to 444 in 2017. That's a 21-year span of platinum albums. Checkmate. Criteria number two. Hove is hands down the best rapper on this list. Again, not to be confused with the GOAT. His metaphors are stupid. Can't count the number of quotables from this dude. I can't count the number of lines and verses that went over everybody's head, man. You can't teach this shit. Unlike most of this list, where I had to try to convince y'all a skill, man, everybody that is listening and watching this right now understand the skill of Hove. No need to convince y'all. This dude will intellect you to fucking death. His IQ is way beyond most people. Criteria number three. This is really why Hove is the GOAT. Outside of the fact that his family is hip-hop royalty worth billions, Hove showed you how hip-hop can age gracefully. He went from drug dealer to how a black man should be in his 50s. He ain't gotta have a blunt in his hand to be hip-hop. He taught us that it's okay to mature. Remember back in 06 that he said, he don't wear jerseys, he 30 plus, give me a crisp pair of jeans and a button up. From that point forward, anytime you went to the club, you had to put on a crisp pair of jeans, some hard sole shoes, and a button up. That's just how you went out to the club and on a date with your lady. Listen to the song 30-something on one of his most underrated albums, Kingdom Come. I like that joint. Anyway, Hov taught us how you can be sophisticated, be a grown-up, but still be hip-hop. I got a whole other episode that talks about aging in hip-hop, and Jay is the reason that hip-hop can now age gracefully. He exclusively did that. Because of him, now it's okay for old brothers, man. If they want to go and they want to do hip-hop, they want to release albums and things like that, man, they can do that. They ain't got to act like a 20-year-old to be able to do that. They can go at their age. They can express themselves, man, with dignity and still with sophistication, but still be hip-hop and still be street. So that's really it, my unbiased opinion. So hit the comments, don't forget to subscribe, and let me know what y'all think. Who do you think is the GOAT? Let me know. Also, let me know what else y'all want me to cover. I like doing this, man. I want to cover what y'all want me to cover. And if you are a subscriber, type subscribe into the comment section, man. I want to start getting to know y'all. Until next time, peace and blessings, and stay hip-hop at all times.